0: Now my bare feet are touching the very end of the earth, almost out of terra firma. Next centimeter and my bony toes will be protruding into nothingness. I step back from the edge and turn around. I take a deep breath as I stare now back into the mountain that brought me here. I see fissures and scrawling that reveal the writings of God. This is the place where words of God were fused into rock and whittled out of stone. This is the place where the fiery breath of God forged an alliance with all people, for all time, and I found this place. I stood here and looked back at the scratching and knew that God had visited humanity. God had entwined himself with people and had said so in stone. And now I am back here again, looking to forge that alliance not for all people, but solely for myself. I am the one that now needs the speaking God, the leading God, the writing God, the delivering God to be the miracle God for me. For what I am about to do is something that only a miracle will cure. There will be no fix for me. UNLESS IT IS A DIVINE ACT THAT IS SO BOLD THAT IT WILL MATCH MY DECLARATION. MOSES HAD HIS MIRACLE. ON THAT DAY SO LONG AGO THAT IT IS ONLY SPOKEN OF IN SERMONS OR AS AN EXPRESSION OF DOUBT, MOSES SAW THE BACKSIDE OF GOD. GOD CARVED HIM A SAFE PLACE IN THE SIDE OF THIS MOUNTAIN. GOD SMOOTHED OUT A CLEFT FOR HIM AND PASSED BY. I LOOK BACK AT THAT FLINT AND GRANITE FACE AND WONDER WHICH ENCLOSURE WAS HIS. HOW FAR BACK DID HE HAVE TO GO TO BE SHIELDED FROM THE FURY? The evidence of God's writings are clear. The safe place of the prophet are not so easy to detect. Yet I know that it happened. God created a divine act of mercy that matched the bold declaration of Moses. God hewed out a piece of this mountain by hand for that man. Now I am ready to see if the Divine Master of all will do something similar for me. How silly Moses must have felt and seemed on that day. I know right now I feel pretty silly and have gone off the charts with any sense of reason. I told no one about this journey. I just left, split, departed, because I had to find this place again. The holiest of holies, the inner sanctum, the very spot where God touched the earth. I had to get back here in order to make my stand. So I stare back for one more moment. I soak up the picture. Those scorched spots and those small openings are where God wrote in stone and that cup in the side of the crevice? That may be where Moses safely watched God pass him by. I close my eyes and take a mental snapshot of this scene. Regardless of what happens to me, I have this moment. I have this vignette with me. I know that once God touched the earth, I know that he wrote his pledge to all people in stone. I know that one man witnessed that event and lived to tell about it and I have seen this place twice. It is from this viewing platform that I pledge to take my plunge of pietistic arrogance. I am going to leap into the darkness backwards and see if God will catch me. This is the height of holy hubris. This is the pinnacle of religious plaudits. Here is the question that will soon have an answer. If a man tests his faith to its illogical limits, does God respond in kind? I open my eyes, turn around and stare at the stars and into the pitch dark of night. Like a diver that is about to make his final leap that will either grant him a gold medal or cast his efforts into the die of defeat, I take the last three steps forward. Now, with a clear mind and a steeled will, I walk boldly to the edge of the precipice. I do not see the reality of the night. My mind is only registering the snapshot of the mountain that it took a few seconds ago. I see only the etchings of God's holy touchdown and the cask of safety that God cleaved for a man named Moses. Below is a canyon deep and wide. The altitude here has got to be ten to twelve thousand feet, minimum. Only Moses and I have been here, so it has not ever been officially measured in feet or meters. If you want to take this journey yourself. You will do so at your own peril, because if this ridiculous test of faith I am about to attempt actually works in my favor, I will not be looking to bring other pilgrims back for their chance at the plunge. I will not do what I am about to do twice. Moses did not come back again. I have done something that not even he did. I climbed the mountain of God twice. Once, to find the place where God's finger wrote his words in stone. When I stood there then, I found the courage and the faith to attempt a life of service and exposition. Now, I am here for a second blessing. For a next chance, I am here again for the sole purpose of taking the leap of faith. I am about to ask, by risking the currency of my very life, the ultimate question of faith. If a person forces the hand of God, will God respond in like kind? Is such a moment a lever that will launch that person into a land of incalculable mercies, devotion, and boundless immortal treasures? Or is it the ultimate act of presumption and the sole evidence needed to prove with certainty the premise of total depravity? The sole owner of the answer to this question is God, and he will soon be speaking, for I am about to be asking. I click the scene of God's past handiwork out of my mind and look out on the vast